Hi, my name is Jade and you are listening to the It's a Mind Game podcast, where the goal of every episode is to share and discuss different experiences of struggles and triumphs throughout our everyday lives. I aim to open up the conversation on topics that are harder to discuss or sometimes difficult to find people to talk to about. I hope you can find both comfort and inspiration here and continue to evolve into becoming your happiest, healthiest and most successful self. Hi, my name's Jade and welcome back to It's a Mind Game. Today, I'm sitting here with my best friend and we're going to have a coffee chat because coffee chats are the best kind of chats. So it's a little bit different to the kind of episodes that I have done in the past, whether it be by myself or when I've had guests here. Um, But I thought we could discuss something that, I don't know, it's kind of rubbed me up the wrong way a little bit lately in social media and podcasts and things like that that I've listened to. So I guess I wanted to go on a little bit of a raven rant and I also wanted to see what Kristen had to say about it and if I'm being too sensitive or if she knows exactly what I'm talking about. So to let you in on the situation is obviously diet culture and eight-week challenges and health quizzes and all that kind of thing is super, super popular. And it's something I love to follow. I love seeing body transformations. I love seeing pregnancy transformations um, for all kinds of reasons. And a lot of it is just because I find the human body so amazing as to how it can adapt to different environments. That being said, I'm also super aware of how crucial it can be to someone's health and how much of a disadvantage it can be if taken out of control. So I guess I heard on a podcast some people talking about intuitive eating, which is something I do right now and I'm totally into. Um, And then they went on to talking about intermittent fasting and how it's a big cover-up for anorexia and sort of implied that anyone who does do intermittent fasting has a really severe eating disorder. Um... Fasting can definitely be used to cover up an eating disorder. And I say that because I remember doing a four-day fast and I told myself it was to detox my body. But really, I just wanted to see what happened if I didn't eat for four days. Um, And also, when I did do intermittent fasting for a photo shoot, it was a really easy way for me to control calories. So I get their point. But then you also hear lots of stories about people who have done intermittent fasting or any kind of diet and they've lost some weight, which meant they alleviated health concerns such as diabetes or their cholesterol or um, I don't know, they lost a little bit of weight and it gave them the confidence to go out and start playing their favorite sport again. So essentially, I think it's a little bit unfair to sit there and demonize any kind of lifestyle choice and assume that it's unhealthy just because you might have had a personal bad experience. So I'm going to summarize it and sort of say it's important to honor the season that you're in. What do you think of my Raven rant, Kristen? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree and disagree. I think absolutely there are people who have got, you know, eating disorders, um, whether it's anorexia, bulimia, whatever eating disorder you, you've got, um, that do use diets and things like that to cover up or maybe they're on that diet to sort of like enhance their eating disorder and control it and have that, that level of control of what they're eating and things like that. But at the same time, 
I don't think everyone's doing it for that purpose. And a lot, it's the, the way that our bodies are, I think your food and your diet has so much to do with your health conditions and your concerns and things like that. So if you're using intermittent fasting or food elimination or anything like that to sort of solve any other underlying health condition, it can be used in a really um, positive. Yeah, really positive way and it can give you so much of your life back. I think you've just got to it's 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 your left hand and your right hand, you know? Like there's people that use it to fix themselves and to make themselves ha happier and give themselves better quality of life. And there's people that use it to feed an illness. Yeah. I think that's mm. such an important part because that's the thing. A lot of people manipulate their diet or exercise regime mm. to cure something yeah. without needing medication. Yeah. So that could be something like a gut health issue, like irritable bowel syndrome. You eliminate something, let's say high fructose or, um, gluten or dairy, yeah. something that sort of flares up your gut, or you might have really irritable skin yeah. and you're having breakouts all the time because you're eating heavily processed foods. So suddenly you go, oh, hang on, let's, let's remove that and see what happens. That's also where and then suddenly you've had a positive influence. Yeah. yeah. Tell me. When, um, cause I go through this quite a lot. I'm one of these people. I don't like regular GPs. I don't like medication. I won't take Panadol unless literally my life depends upon it. Like I don't take anything I hate taking things I want to be I, like I want to cure myself with food and I want to find out what the underlying issue is I don't want band-aids like I don't want to go to the GP and they say have an antibiotic because you've got acne that's not curing the acne it's not finding out where it came from it's literally just covering it up right so if you um, especially if this is something new to you and you're you know in your 20s in your 30s in your 40s and you've um, like you know all of your friends know you to eat junk food or to, you know, go out and have a drink, to eat normal bread, like you don't have any food restrictions. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I can fix myself with food and you start changing the way that you eat. It can be very controversial in your um, your inner circle and in your family because people see you as, as this person and then all of a sudden you're changing it. A lot of people don't like to accept that and a lot of people don't, um, don't agree with it and they want to find something um, like they almost want to label you so it's it's like um, me personally I have the experience where people in my family I, I have a condition and I go okay well I'm going to see if um, you know a professional tells you maybe don't eat dairy gluten wheat that kind of thing and then you go to your family members and you say like okay I'm not I'm not eating dairy anymore oh you've got an eating disorder so I think labeling is the biggest problem mm. because I feel like our society needs to put everyone into a category, whether it be you're a vegan, whether it be you're on a carnivore diet, you're an intermittent faster, you're a high carb, low fat, you're a high fat, low carb, you're mm. a, I don't know, whatever other diet there possibly is. Keto, keto is another one. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, once you make that switch to that diet, instantly you've transformed to that person. That's your identity. But the thing is, what you eat isn't your identity. It's what you choose to eat. And the other thing is, depending on what stage you're at in your life, will determine what kind of food you're eating, yeah. which is where I get to like on your season kind of deal. Because, um, all right, as an example, if I want to do a bodybuilding competition, 
I have to go into an extreme calorie deficit. It might not have to be straight away, but over time, by the time I get to stage weight, I, I'm in a depleted state. I personally don't believe that you can achieve a comp prep by intuitive eating. And that's because it goes against your natural hunger cues. Yeah. It's not normal to be 5% body weight, which is why you should reverse diet afterwards. Yeah. But that label of once you go into a comp prep diet, that that's you now. And it's like, no, that's not you. The season you're in right now is, hey, I'm doing a comp prep season. And then after that, you might start eating pizza again or you might start eating whatever again. And then suddenly, because people potentially have put that label of that you're the girl who or guy who doesn't eat that food yeah, and then you make the change because your new season is I'm just going to, you know, live a little. I'm not yeah. competing. I'm just training for fun. I'm socialising. I'm going out and doing all those sorts of things. That's where you either get into the category of people judging your diet change because you've relaxed or, you know, you're not looking after yourself yeah. like you used to, which puts you into eating disorder territory because suddenly you, you recognize like you everyone's paying attention yeah. to what I'm eating. Why? Why are you paying so much attention? Um, and like what you said with the dairy front, like you eliminated dairy to help your skin yeah. and you've also got some gut concerns as well and you've eliminated that because that's the best thing for you. But it's not uncommon for people to eliminate dairy and then all of a sudden they add it in years later yeah. because their gut microbiome's healed or it's changed yeah. or whatever's happened. And then suddenly, okay, you can have dairy now, but you shouldn't shame people who are still not eating dairy anymore. Yeah. Like it's just, okay, at one point in time, I couldn't have that. Now I can. Um, I think... It, it just needs to be more accepting that, one, our diet and nutrition will be forever changing. From the yeah. day we're born to the day we die, it's always going to change because our bodies are forever regenerating. And you're learning as well. So you might yep. be doing something, you might think this is the right thing for me at the time and I'm going to say keto diet, for instance. The keto diet's going to cure my illness, whatever it is. So you're eating that way and then six months 12 months down the track you learn something new and you go okay but if i do it this way maybe this will help me or like that didn't work for me or like whether it didn't work for you because it didn't heal whatever you were wanting to heal or it didn't work for you because it didn't fit into your lifestyle whatever it is it didn't work for you so you learn something new and you change it it's perfectly fine to change your mind change your diet change your lifestyle because you're wanting better for yourself or you're wanting to find something that fits in more with your lifestyle or that um, fits in more with your taste buds and things like that or something that's more relaxed. Like you don't have to stay where you are because nothing works forever. Nothing, nothing is going to work for 10 years. You're always going to have to change it depending on what stage of life you're in and what your settings are and what's available to you as well. Yeah, because I think even... I guess if you were to categorize anything, the whole intuitive eating movement mm. is probably the most sustainable. Like if we have to put a diet or a nutrition label down, yeah, it's probably the most sustainable because it literally is you're eating to satisfy your hunger cues, you're eating to satisfy your taste buds. Um, but having said that, your emotional state and your environment can still influence how healthy that is. Yeah, Because let's say... Um, you're an intuitive eater, no restrictions, you just do your thing, you're you're healthy. I'm not even going to comment on weight. Like it doesn't matter what size you are, you've got perfect blood work and there's no conditions, you're just good. Um, but there's suddenly a death in the family or you've lost your job 
or something really upsetting and stressful has happened and all of a sudden your hunger cues shut down. It's not because you've got an eating disorder. It's purely because you are so stressed out and Mm -hmm. the idea of food is just not appealing to you at all. It's you, You might have just dinner. Suddenly you lose a whole lot of weight in a month or two months because you're trying to sort out your emotional state. Um, so even though you've still stuck to that intuitive eating front, like even that's got the potential for someone to turn around and judge and be like, well, look how much weight you've lost and da 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 Which I think is where the, the labels and criticising other people, it just rubs me up the wrong way yeah. because you never know what someone's going through. So even though we have to eat to be healthy and to live like if someone's in a really bad emotional state, maybe they just need a little bit of time to process that emotion yeah. and their appetite might drop for a month or two. But once they've processed it, then, you know, everything starts kicking back up again or or the total other way around. They're super stressed. They eat a little bit more because they tend to have been an emotional eater or whatever it might be. They gain a little bit of weight. Mm. But then the stress stops and then well, their it. appetite goes back. I know someone who... Went through a divorce, literally tiny, tiny, tiny person as it is, was going through a divorce, um, obviously went from being in a relationship to eating three meals a day with her husband, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner, to being on her own. Number one, all of the emotional stress that comes with that. Number two, not having anyone to eat with. Number three, not really having the appetite to feed herself anyway because she was so emotional and Mm. so stressed literally went to i'm gonna say 40 kilos like tiny yeah and has like it it was a good i would say 18 months before she started finding herself again finding what worked for her you know being able to eat three meals a day find like as as she got happier she started eating more she started putting on weight and it's really you just like you said, got to honour the state that you're in. Like, it's okay to go through those ebbs and flows as long as you find yourself in the end. And as long as you can recognise what you're going through as well, I think that's really important too. Yeah, well, even... Because, um, you know, and that's where that label thing comes in because I, I know the person you're talking about. Mm. And, um, yeah, they did lose a fair bit of weight. Everything about them implied that they were still healthy. So obviously, don't haven't seen her blood work or anything mm. like that. I don't know, but she was still going to work. She was playing sports. Nothing excessive though. Like yeah. she just went to play sport to make some new friends. Yeah. Um, if she went out for lunch or dinner with anyone, she was eating, and there like there was no signs yeah. of an eating disorder. But she literally but, went to find friends, and she she went to her friends, and she said, "I need to eat dinner with you because if I don't, I'm not going to eat." Yeah, but that wasn't coming from a place of I must lose weight so I'm starving no, myself. No, no, no. That was just a my rituals are when I eat, I eat with someone. Yeah. My someone's not here. So I've ruined my yeah. ritual. Yeah. I need to start again. How do I do that? Um, but it's really easy for people to see such a weight loss and potentially label the person we're talking about yeah. as going, oh, yeah, she's gotten sick. Yeah, it would have been so easy and I can probably picture – um, you know, family members of hers going, you're anorexic, you've got an eating disorder, why aren't you eating? Like, you need to eat. Mm-hmm. And that, for someone in that position, it can be a really hard thing to hear as well because it's obviously not her choice either. It's just something yeah. that she's going through. And 
knowing you've got eyes on you and the pressure of like, oh, if I lose any more weight, like, you know, what are people going to say? What are people already saying? Like, it can be a really tough position to be in and it can even push you the other way. Well, especially if... All right, so let's say weight loss because you've got things going on and food isn't just appealing to you for whatever Mm. reason. But then suddenly you recognize that people are paying attention to that and you're the kind of person who really cares about upsetting others. Mm. So suddenly you've got your mum, your dad, your auntie, your sister, your next-door neighbour worrying about you because you've lost weight. Yeah. And to you, you weren't concerned about it because you were just processing where you were at. It was nothing deliberate. Yeah. It wasn't anything that if you went to your GP, you'd say, like, I, there's something up. It's, yeah. it's just an emotional response. But then suddenly you recognise everyone's concerned about you and that adds to the stress that you've already got and then suddenly things actually get worse yeah and you're eating even less or you go the other way and you start trying to prove to people that you are eating by eating double the amount it just adds to the stress and then suddenly your your health gets skewed because other people's opinions other people's (laughs) opinions and it what do you do what do you do? Are you asking me? What do you do? No, because it's like in a world that we live in, and I'm I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. I see um, certain people, and it comes from my own vulnerabilities, right? I've had eating disorders, and sometimes if I see someone lose weight too quickly, or and like that's judgmental in itself. Who am I to judge if they yeah. lost weight too quick? Like I don't know what they're going through. I don't know if they're under a nutritionist. Yeah. I've got no idea. And it's like oh. I wonder what their relationship with food's like. And, like, why does that pop in my mind? Like, why does it even matter? <laughs> I don't know. I think about it all the time. Really? Yeah, I think about it all the time because wow. it's like, um, I don't know if I'm fixated on it because, like, I'm pretty comfortable with my body right now. Yeah. I'm happy for everything that it is and I'm happy for everything that it isn't. And I haven't been in a place like that since I was a child. Yeah. When you just don't care. Like, you've got a body and you use it to play and have fun and that's it. Um, so I, I really love the place that I'm in now. But sometimes if I like see those transformation photos, and I pay really close attention yeah. to their body fat percentage, and part of me is like, am I doing that because there is a place where I'm longing to have that shredded, lean body again? I think it's just... Not enough that I'd there. do it, but just enough that it's like... Yeah. Yeah. I think you've just got that, um, what is it called? Just that predisposition. Loose marbles. <laughs> no, just that like predisposition. Like you spent so long in that space that it's just habit. A lot of it is habit. Yeah. Especially if I get emotional, mm. I instantly think about a diet. Really? Yeah. And I've got no interest in dieting. Yeah. Like, let's make that clear. i Especially with the breastfeeding stuff too. Like I, I can't eat too little, otherwise my milk yeah. stops. Which like, who knew that? Um, but yeah, I honestly don't care about, like I care about food in the way mm. that I want to eat nourishing food. But if I was to eat pizza or pancakes, like it's fun. Like I don't, I don't care. It's just yeah. a nothing. I just eat. And I really like that. Um, but yeah, if I get emotional, which is something that used to happen in the past, it's like, oh, what's the next extreme diet? How yeah. much can I train? Um, I'm not like that. If I get emotional, I'm like, where is the chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) But having said that, if I was to go eat like a decent amount, I'd oh, it's not like a guilt, but it's like if my tummy's heavy, I'm like, you you ate too much. And 
not on a distorted front, just as in like my stomach is physically heavy. Yeah. Like I ate too much. <laughs> Step away from the peanut butter. <laughs> um, yeah. But if it's all right. So if you look at a transformation yeah. on Instagram, right, let's go I've lost a, a 20 kilo kind of thing. Um, what would your initial thought be? Would it be like, wow, what a good job? Would it be like, oh, I wonder if they're eating lettuce leaves all day? I don't even know. I don't even, to be honest, I don't even think I look at them. Like, I just think that's nice and I keep scrolling. Yeah, see, maybe I'm the problem. I think think (laughs) if it was somebody that I knew, I would probably care. Yeah. But if it was just randoms on Instagram, like, I'm not the kind of person, I used to be the kind of person that would obsess. Like, I think when I first met you, I bought you a million photos of that Kayla Itzinas oh, girl. Oh, you're obsessed. Oh, I was obsessed. I would Make me look like her. And I was like, mm, hours. I can't. Like, not I look sure. Back at her now. Can... <laughs> I look back and I'm like, if I actually calculated how many hours I looked at her Instagram and I obsessed over her and being her and doing what she did, eating what she ate, like I wanted to do everything I could to have that physique. It makes me sick how many hours I spent. Like, there's just so many better things that I could have done with my time. All right, let's dig deeper. <laughs> let's dig emotionally. Yeah. Were you happy? Or were you fixating on um, that because you thought happiness was in that body? Emotionally, okay. Emotionally, physically, this would have been, what year would this be? Like 20? It was early 10, days. I'd been like 22. No, nah, later than that because I finished uh-huh. high school in 2010. So, okay. oh, 2013, 2014? 2013? Okay, so I was probably I was probably just qualified. No, I was going to Europe. I was going to Europe. So, emotionally. You, were, you wanted your bikini body. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. I was a hairdresser in a very, very busy salon. Um, I spent at least at that point an hour driving to work an hour driving home i spent a 12 hour day in the salon i was living off coffee chips um chocolate chocolate and what did they do next door they did butter chicken butter chicken was my favorite lunch um (laughs) and if it wasn't butter chicken it was probably um 7-eleven sandwiches pies whatever you could get your hands on because that's just the culture of the people like that's just what they ate there quick fix and this was my first full-time job and you know you kind of just I think like I started there when I was 17 so you kind of pick up your work habits but from your workplace and that's what people ate they went next door they got a big thing too though you moved from country town yeah from country town to the city where if I just insert a little bit here when I moved from that country town, I was the kind of person that I wouldn't eat in front of anyone. So I would have breakfast at home. I wouldn't eat anything at school all day. And if I did eat something, it was like red skins. Mm-hmm. And then I'd come home and I would eat everything that I could find. And then I'd have dinner. And my dinner was the size of probably three people's dinner because that was put in front of me. And I was told that I had an eating disorder if I didn't eat it. So I was a very confused person. Like I had the weirdest relationship with food and no idea, not even any idea that my relationship with food was unhealthy like I was clueless so you go into a salon setting and hairdressers are known to not eat very well and what was available to me was like not great food and the eating culture in that salon at the time was horrific so I had gained and and I had turned 18 so all of a sudden you're allowed to drink 
and I had a boyfriend that was borderline alcoholic and just went to the pub every night. So it was like a mix of eating more because I wasn't afraid to eat in front of people anymore. Bad food choices. Which is alcohol. liberating in itself. Yeah. So it's like even though it was shit food, it's like there's there's a really great moment that happens mm. when suddenly you're like, hey, I can just eat with people and it's it's cool. Yeah. It's fun. I think I remember and looking back and being like, delicious. when did that even happen? Like I don't even remember a time when I could eat lunch in front of people. Like it was just weird. Um, so all of those things happened. And I think alcohol as well played a huge part on that because – you turn 18, you drink. You just drink. Yeah. It's Aussie culture. You just go to the pub and you drink with your friends. Um, and then not a lot of sleep either because my friends went out on weeknights. They were all at uni. So there was uni nights and it was, you know, $1 pots and like huge. So I gained <laughs> heaps. I think I went from like a size 10, not really, not like a skinny size 10. Like I was always, you know, one of those skinny fat people. Like I was always pudgy. There was no muscle. I never played sport. I deliberately left my school uniform, like my sports uniform at home and I forgot to play sport. <laughs> um, avoided physical education whatsoever. I think I walked to school. That was about the extent of my it's so physical funny. education. It's like I was the polar opposite. Were I you? was like, I will do, I will sign up for any possible yeah. sports team just so I can play more sport. I think I, I just, up, I just like sport. I signed up um, for swimming, um, the swimming carnival. I came last <laughs> <laughs> and I got out of the pool and my legs were jelly. Like I could not walk. <laughs> and I look so back funny. and I'm like, you are not a swimmer. Why did you even sign up for that? And I think I just wanted the day off school because if you didn't join the swimming carnival, you had to go to school. That's why I play sports. sports. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I'll do anything. And my hand, I, like, oh. so I've got a gymnastics background. And yeah. for whatever reason, it's common knowledge that gymnasts don't have the best hand-eye coordination. Right? <laughs> and so we just don't know how to catch. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we can throw right, but we can't catch that good. <laughs> and I just signed up for every single sports team being like, yeah. you could be a dad. Didn't even care. <laughs> Didn't even care. I did all right. But <laughs> when, when I was like young kid, I played heaps of sports. Like I played Auskick. I played um, netball, I think. I was a, in gymnastics and I got pulled out of gymnastics because I didn't like the twirly baton. That's not gymnastics. Oh, that's no. rhythmic. Rhythmic. So rhythmic. that was that was yeah. part of the gymnastics classes and I didn't like it. So my mum pulled me out. I could be an Olympian. We just don't know. <laughs> um, and I was in karate. Like I did everything when I was a kid. But as soon as I think as soon as we got to high school, like didn't want to bar of it. Calisthenics was the other one that I did when we moved Cal- to yeah. 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 So I did that for a while and then I was just like, ah, I'm over it. Um, so anyway. Yeah, I sidetracked we you. Said, wait, I'm sorry. Um, I went from like a size 10 to probably about a size 14. And I think that was when I started like dabbling in the gym. So I like, I think there was a PT down the road from my house because I didn't have my license yet. So I went there once a week. Um, and then I think I went to Fernwood for a little while when I got my license and like there was a point in time where I was going every day to Fernwood and I was doing their classes and I was having a great time lost a little bit of weight was not eating well still on the hairdressing diet and then um I think that's when I started going to the gym with Lana and we were doing like PT sessions together no before that oh okay I can't remember the name of the gym but the PT was Tracy and she was great um like we had, we had good times in that gym. Probably too much more talking than exercising, but it was still fun. Um, but yeah, then then I met you, and I was literally this was 
probably around the same time that there was all the um what are they called um what's like that hashtag that hashtag insta goals or something like that like uh, fitspo. fitspo this is fitspo sex oh, season you know what? this is when ebooks erupted mm, yes yeah yeah so this was when um instagram sort of went from just being um like your photo album online like everyone's random photo album of like your holidays and to things like, like a that. tutorial to, or yeah a to like tutorials like sales and yeah sales advertising and fitspo blew up and that was all i followed was just fitspo 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 and i would print off all of these instagram photos and put them on my door and my fridge on my locker at work like i was literally like you need to stop eating all of this if you're going to look like this and that was also when I met you <laughs> with my whole photos of um, yeah, Kayla Itzines, yeah. who looks great, by the way. Like, she still looks great. But I don't necessarily... I remember want... because I love super shredded, like, bodybuilding, yeah. muscly, yeah. super muscles. And I remember you being obsessed with her. And I totally forgot about this memory, yeah. by the way. And being like... And look, she's got a lovely body. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't mean... That's, oh, man, I'm being so judgy. But, but like, like, okay, so... If, no, no, no. But as in, like, goals-wise, I've shown you the kind of bodies where I'm like, holy moly, yeah. that's amazing. And I'm like, I never want to look like and that. And you're like, disgusting. <laughs> that's a man. <laughs> but so, like, yeah. the whole point of this thing was to not be judgy. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, so... Dude, that's what I mean. It creeps in. It's it so sneaky. In. Yeah, I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even know what headspace I was in until you're out of it that's yeah. the thing like you know you never yeah you never see where you are until you're out um yeah that was a fun time but you I think you're the person that probably like you didn't flat out tell me like your relationship with food is fucked but you will I think you hinted it enough that I came to my own conclusion being like hang on that's not right so if I remember correctly like the relationship you've got with food that I know now mm. since I've become your best friend versus <laughs> PT days yeah. when I only um, – all right, what's the best way to frame it? So we sort of did wellness coaching alongside PT because mm. you said I want to lose weight and with the food habits you told me about, mm. that wasn't going to allow you to lose weight no matter how much you trained. Like yeah. That whole you can't out-train a bad diet, like I know it's a really stereotypical comment. I probably but the thing haven't is, even heard if, of that then. But if you're eating crap all the time, like, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 hard to get results. It's true. And just like you shouldn't demonize any kind of diet, you should like if you want to lose weight and you want to do it safely, mm. like no one should criticize that either. Well, I personally don't think so. Yeah. Um, but the reason I wanted to lose weight was mainly like number one, the Fitzbo and had sort of polluted my mind a little bit of what I thought I should look like. And the other side of, I had all of a sudden gained two dress sizes and I was not comfortable. Like I, I didn't feel like myself. I didn't fit into the clothes that I wanted yeah. to fit into. And I felt like, I actually felt sick. I was getting sick all the time. Like I reckon I had a cold every other month. Well, and that's the thing they like with like say weight loss or weight gain it's it's the motivation behind it mm. so if you want to lose weight because whatever you're doing at the moment is making you feel like shit yeah and potentially eating better and then a side effect of that is you lose some weight and then you feel better yeah like that's 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 nothing wrong with it 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 doesn't have to be negative because there's 
I don't know, how bad it can go if you go too extreme. Like at the end of the day, the extreme of anything is no good, whether you want to apply it to food, training, um, drinking, bloody, I don't know, what else could you apply it to? (laughs) Oh, goodness. I don't know, even religion, if it's too extreme, it it can be a problem. Um, But like what you come to me with with your goals, it it was reasonable. Like there's – I, there's no way I could promise you her body because you're your own body. Like She's you, Greek you, and I'm basically but you're ma- like, majority Dutch, but so you, there's no way I was going to look like that. But you can't match, like you can't make someone look like someone else. We're yeah. our own bodies that Greek. is so unique and so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we, we can't mimic it. And that's the best part about it is you can't be somebody else. You yeah. can only be you. But we could definitely tidy up some of your food habits to, you know, make you feel more confident or have you feeling more confident yeah. and feeling better. Like you said, you're feeling sick. So if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure we started off with um, you just gave me a rundown about what you were eating. Yeah, you made me do a food diary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, and I'm not so I'm not qualified. to hand it over to you each week. Yeah, but I'm not qualified to do nutrition plans. Yeah. So I was never in a million years yeah. going to do that. It was just more of a what can we, like, manipulate a little bit? Yeah. So I think you told I'm, me to drink black coffee and I was like, absolutely not. That's disgusting. <laughs> and now you love black coffee. <laughs> I can't but, drink anything But, like, else. my whole thing is if, if you make anything – be eliminated Mm. it's only going to make you want it more yeah so and you weren't wanting to compete or anything like that and that's where it's totally different you just wanted to feel better and lose a little bit of weight so i think um i'm just going to draw chocolate squares as an example because i remember that being like a specific thing and it was like all right so let's say over a whole week you eat 30 squares of chocolate this week can we just (laughs) drop down to 20 squares or 25 squares and you had to pick the number yeah because it's like honestly i don't even care if it it stays at 30 if it just doesn't go up to 40 whatever and then we'd have a little chat about things that we could tweak that was super easy to achieve and then you come back the next week and go all right that was really easy or that was a bit difficult and then we keep manipulating manipulating yeah until I don't even think there was a set time where we stopped doing that. Just at one point, you stopped bringing in food diaries. Yeah. And I never asked for them because it's like you've learned. Like it's yeah. that whole like set you, you free. Yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, she's confident enough that she's not thinking about food all the time. Yeah. Um, she's can like I didn't hear you being like, oh, I'm so fat or I'd never heard any of that. Mm. You just started if anything, you started messaging me with, hey, I found a cool recipe. Do you want to try it? Yeah. Or, um, hey, I like black coffee now. Or, yeah. Um, there, like was, there, there was just a shift. And, yeah. yeah, I don't even know how when it happened. It was just like, all right, we're tweaking, we're tweaking, we're tweaking. Hey, you found what is perfect for you. Yeah, at the time. At the time. Yeah, because that changed many, many, still, many times. <laughs> well, you're still having dairy then. Yeah. Right, because now I hadn't had, most I hadn't of the time, the if you were to have chocolate with dairy as a it's like specific example, yeah. you'd have the prana, yeah, chocolate. It's yeah. like yeah, most I'm not going to cut that out because I like it. Yeah. Um, but if I'm going to have it and feel good, I'm going to have this kind of chocolate. Yeah. But I was also at the time eating probably a block of chocolate a day or every other day. Like if I opened a block of chocolate, it was the whole block. Like I didn't stop until it was gone, even if I felt sick. So I kind of, I think I mostly, instead of like eliminating things and taking things away, I swapped them. So I found the food alternative and I had to find something that was good. Satisfying. Yeah, satisfying. Because there's so many times it's like, I don't even know, like you swap out rice for cauliflower rice, it is not the same. 
not yeah. the same at all. And especially like things with gluten. When gluten came on, you know, you remember when everyone was like, I'm gluten free and gluten free, right? Yeah, which is not good because you can actually make yourself yeah. really intolerant yeah, I by know, removing I know. it. Um, <laughs> finding gluten free alternatives is freaking horrible. They're not good it's, it's alternatives. Not the same. It's not the same. And, no. you know, my, um, what do I call him, a specialist? My specialist at the moment has said, avoid gluten. He said, avoid these four. Avoid gluten is one of them. Finding gluten-free alternative wraps, like sandwich wraps, there's not a good alternative. Like, I oh, love having wraps. They're, they're a bit cardboardy. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're yeah. like plastic. Yeah, they are. So, let's let's go into gluten. <laughs> Another fad we've all been No, but that's, I guess, like, let's go back to the start of the chat. Yeah. Where it was like, let's not demonize any particular diet somebody's on because, one, they could be doing it in such a positive light. Like, you removing gluten from your diet right now is for a really positive reason. Yeah. It's to help reset your hormones. Yeah. Positive. It's not because you're a dangerously low weight, you don't have a period, you are too afraid to eat in front of people, and gluten's another reason for you to justify eliminating a food group. Yeah, like, no, it, no, no. And it's so different. It's like, literally because you gave me a book and it said that your periods shouldn't be painful, and I was like, well, mine are excruciating, so what the hell is wrong with me? What am I like, doing? Inflammation. Was, yeah, yeah, inflammation. So my specialist has said these, these four food groups are going to, you know, it's all to do with what you're eating. These four food groups, get rid of that. Let's see what happens. And it was literally like a... This might not be it, but let's see what happens. Let's and try. within the first period, the pain level had reduced by I'm going to say ninety percent. Like it was, which is incredible. Yeah, when the GPs are telling you no way is it related to food, and I'm thinking, God, I'm going to have to have surgery. Well, I that's where sometimes I wonder. All right, so how I said before to you, like I'm not qualified to give meal plans, nutrition plans, mm. anything like that. So we did the. The like health coaching approach, yeah. a wellness coaching approach, which is all right. Going on a, off a broad spectrum, what can we do to overall have more nourishing foods? Yeah, cool. Um, when I was dieting a fair bit, I don't think I was bulimic at the time, but I'd done a lot of damage from yeah being bulimic. Um, I got to a point where I couldn't eat. Um. Oh, most of my staple foods out of nowhere. I couldn't eat broccoli. I couldn't eat cauliflower. I couldn't eat most fruit. Because you reacted um, to it. I couldn't have gluten. I couldn't have, yeah, oats. I couldn't have mm. oats because I my stomach would blow up like I was pregnant. Yeah. Or my skin would break out. Or, um, which it's hard to tell whether it was the food or just the fact that I wasn't eating enough, is I wouldn't go to the bathroom for like a week to 10 days at a yeah. time. Um, but what I learned from that was is I did do an intolerance test and it come back. So not allergic, <laughs> intolerance. Yeah. It was a three-page list. Wow. And I just remember thinking, there is nothing left for me to eat. Yeah. Nothing. Um, but I I followed that, and even though I was eating super restricted as it was, I still got rid of the gluten. I got rid of – it was only some dairy, mm. so it was like I had to eliminate some cheese and not others. And sometimes it's like uh, the amount that you eat too. It's like if you have one, it's fine, but if well, you have two, it's not good. Before I found out the intolerances, I went to the GP about my stomach, and they said you've got irritable bowel syndrome, mm. which I don't have that. But at the time, that's what they told me, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay – and she said, you've got a fructose intolerance. So pretty much like what you were saying, yeah. I can 
if I have a little bit of sweet potato, I'm fine. If yeah. I have a little bit of sweet potato with cauliflower and with some broccoli, too much, I'll react. Yeah. Which is where there's a FODMAP app. So if anyone's got a fructose intolerance, that FODMAP app's really good because it tells you what you can have before it yeah. sort of sets you off. Um, but until I did this intolerance test and I got those sheets back, and on the sheet it said, like, if you eliminate all these things for four to six weeks – and then you slowly add in one at a time, like essentially you can correct the intolerance. Yeah. And uh, I think when I got those results, it was a very close timeline to when I started realising how restrictive I was being and when I started eating more. And I started yeah. CrossFit too, so the culture there was, yeah, eat to fuel the workouts. Yeah. It was so different. Um, so I remember eliminating everything and eating next to nothing and justifying it as well. You've got to do it for health. <laughs> um, and then... The things we justify for health. <laughs> uh, the things that you can tweak to make it yeah. sound like a healthy choice yeah. is ridiculous. Um, and then I started adding foods in and honestly, some foods I just accepted they made me feel like shit. Yeah. Like I started eating oats again. I'd have pizza on a Saturday yeah. and I was like, yeah, I feel bloated and I'm not going to the bathroom, but That's what I do with my body will get days. over it. It's fine. <laughs> Um, and then let's skip forward oh, two yeah. years, three years, could even be four years, uh, reduce training, eating intuitively, and then eventually stop training. But in that time frame, my gut lining recovered yeah. and I've learned since then that potentially the gut microbiome was damaged from the bulimia yeah. and also not eating enough so your stomach acids go up yeah. and it pretty much tears the insides apart and then so all of a sudden you're eating these foods and your body's like I just don't know what to do with it I can't yeah. handle it it's too much and then I started eating more my gut lining healed itself my stress levels were down so the acid dropped yeah um now like I had oats today and my stomach feels fine I had broccoli a few nights in a row mm after years and I love broccoli and I, I finally got broccoli. it back and it was so yummy I loved it I was so happy but I think I had it a few days extra and I doubled my serve and yeah. I felt so sick yeah <laughs> so but I think if I just had a little bit mm. I'd you would have been fine I'd you be just fine had it that month. yeah but um looping back around a million miles is what you're intolerant to now doesn't always mean you're intolerant to it forever yeah because all those foods I can have now and I'm fine well you know within moderation yeah. um that can be confusing in itself, and especially like if, you, if you're trying to explain that to someone. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin. So it's like. Actually, but on the judgy front, yeah. that's where, so like you with dairy, I know yeah. there's people around you who criticize oh. your dairy. And Do you know how you, many people think you just make it up? And if you decide to eat chocolate in front of them, yeah, they're like, but I thought you were dairy intolerant, oh Kristen. And, and you're it's like, like, yes, I know, but it's freaking chocolate and cheese. Like, you cannot put camembert in front of me and expect me not to eat it. Like, I'm telling you up front before I come to your house, I can't eat dairy. Don't put cheese in front of me. Can I just say how excited you got well, when we started talking about cheese? I love cheese. I love cheese. Like, the thing is, I like dairy. Like, who doesn't like dairy? But, like, I like yogurt. Love yogurt. Love chocolate. Like, milk makes me feel sick, but I will happily have a Milo. Like, you know. But, the, yeah. Yeah. Lasagna. Like. Bless your soul, Kristen. I just, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, pe- people think you make it up like that. I've had family members where I go to their house and it's like, I'm not eating dairy and then they feed you like a dairy. It's, it's like they can't possibly find anything that doesn't have dairy in it. Yeah. And like um, Nathan's family as well, they, they're from a European background. So when you say like, I don't eat this. You're insulting them. You're number How one insulting them. Number two, that's not a thing like you that's um what is it like that's that's a myth like that's there are no food intolerances <laughs> there's no such thing as lactose like no intolerance thing, like or don't be ridiculous um on the offending side i remember my first ever comp prep yeah right? and even like on the healthy side of the spectrum my first comp prep for my nutrition at the time was actually one of the best decisions i ever made yeah because prior to that i was eating a lot of processed foods i I was never like, I was my heavier side that I've been on my whole life. I don't want to use the wrong words and then it like comes across the wrong way. I was just the heavier side and honestly, I wasn't happy with myself, which is what motivated me to do a comp. And also I just finished my PT course and I wanted to learn and I wanted to explore and all that, all that stuff. And a breakup. I just broke up with someone. I want to focus on me. Of course. Super common. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But getting back to the positive side. So before anything got out of control, that Oh, I think I did a 12-week prep or a 16-week prep. I remember in the first week or two having the option because I did my diet myself and it was either eat a salad and some chicken or go hungry. I was starving. Yeah. I ate the salad. I didn't like it, but I ate it Yeah. because I didn't want to go hungry. Hunger pains actually are a thing yeah. and they hurt if you let it go long enough. Um, they they do go away at some point. But at this time, I hadn't really ever been really hungry. Yeah. Because I'd just snack all day and yeah. I'd eat really, like, calorie-dense food. You had food. no reason to like, restrict your food. Yeah, if I had a chicken parma at lunch and then, I don't know, calamari chips at dinner. Yeah. Like, I, look, I wouldn't have done that. But let's say we went out for dinner and lunch yeah. that day. I could have and I wouldn't have cared. Um, but the, the comp prep actually got me thinking about what nutrients were in foods, how they help my body. I remember researching benefits of like tomatoes yeah. benefits of eating bananas yeah. benefits of and i learned and how all many this. calories they have yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's where it got dangerous yeah. but at the start it wasn't it wasn't dangerous it was calculated it was fine and i eat really nutrition nutrient dense foods now and i have done for a long time and i can thank comp prep for that yeah. because i wouldn't have made myself eat uh, like salads and veggies unless I had that goal yeah because it would have been like I just don't like it it's yuck well I would have been the same um, unless unless I had that goal like, of losing weight to like obviously because I had gained the weight and losing weight to go to Europe I would never have touched salad like I would have never been eating salad yeah. and chicken for lunch that just it would have and been the thing is I, chicken I choose palace. that now because I actually really enjoy it mm. it's not a I have to pick the lowest calorie thing on the menu yeah sometimes Your I just I just change. really want to eat a salad yeah but things change Exactly. When, can, I, can I take you back to when you let's go back. Um, first started eating salads, right? And you'd go out for lunch or dinner with your family, and you're like, "I'll just have a salad." How much hate did you get for ordering a salad? No, see, I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. I still get hate. Like you're ordering a salad. Like no, yes, I want a salad. I didn't. So I think Mum, not always will order a salad, but like she loves fresh yeah. produce always Same. has so she would order a salad and like that was a normal so when yeah. I started if anything I got a 
since when do you eat salad? Like, yeah. I've been trying for the past six years to make you eat salad. And now all of a sudden you want to do a comp prep and you're in, yeah. like, if anything for mum, it was confusion. It was yeah. like, when did this happen? I'm sure a lot when of people you... can relate that it's more like that. We're not going out for dinner and you're having a salad. I'm not paying for you to eat a salad. I have, like, I have had that though. Why are you paying $20 for a bowl of lettuce leaves? And, and it's like, it's going to be a good salad. I, <laughs> I understand the point though. Like I, when someone says that, like, especially now, because, like, I don't care. Yeah. I can be like, I understand that justification. When I could go to Safeway across the road and spend four bucks yeah. and make my own, why am I paying 25 at a I restaurant? Get that. Yeah, like, I, get I, that. I do get the comment. But no, I didn't get the super judgy when I yeah. ordered salad. But once I had been dieting for a really long time, and if I decided to not order the salad, or I even just looked at the other side of the menu that you wasn't, like, my finger <laughs> traced to a bowl of chips. Yeah. Are you going to order chips? And I would be like, no, 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 no. Wow. But they weren't doing it to be like, oh, my God, you're letting go. They were doing it because they were actually excited. They're like, oh, you're going to have chips. Yeah. But I didn't see it as that. I saw it as, like, you manipulate in your head. I thought they were being like, she's letting herself go. She doesn't care. No. No. They were actually like, please, order the chips. (laughs) Please, eat a burger with me. Order the chips so I can have some chips. Yeah, that's what it was. It was. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, so comp prep, like, uh, even though it – actually, because you say – you said it a few times, like, education is a big part of it. Mm. You learn what works for your body. You do that for a little bit. You learn something new. You try it out. It works for your body. Yeah. And you – like, that's the whole lifespan, I guess, because your health conditions are going to change. Your knowledge is going to change. Your goals even are going to change. Your fresh produce might change. Yeah, like that's it. I'm, and what's available to you, too. Where I live now compared to two years ago – the fresh produce here isn't as good. Yeah. So I, I don't eat as much veggies. <laughs> but I don't eat as much veggies now. I still eat yeah. like a decent amount, but the variety is different. So yeah. I used to have, say, and the six different veggies a day, and now I only eat three because yeah. it's like I'm not going to buy crap produce. No, exactly. So um, on like the education, oh, where was I leading? I got so sidetracked. I'm very disappointed about the fresh produce around here. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, um, uh, but, oh, the education front, that's yes. where I was getting at. You learn and you go, I don't know, I've lost it. But that maybe that's just it. That as the years but, go yeah, on, you learn you more about what works for your yeah. individual body and what works for your individual body will change depending on what kind of work you're doing, mm. what kind of um, exercise you're doing, or what kind of country you're living in. Like what if you move? What if, yeah. you, what if you're trying to fall pregnant? Like, what if you're trying to get your period to yeah. be better or you're trying to be more fertile? Like, yeah, and oh, I think that's my whole that's, point yeah. about everything is that if you manipulate your nutrition or your diet for however long to help with something or to achieve a goal, I, it shouldn't be put on you that that has to be you forever. Yeah. Um, and that's like, you know, looking at other people or other people looking in. And um, it's going to ebb and flow. Like you're allowed to try the intermittent fasting. You're allowed to try out the um, the keto diet, that whatever diet it is that's in fashion at the moment or that you've researched that you think this is might the work one. for me. This is the whether, one. <laughs> whether it's weight loss, whether it's mental, whether it's um, – health concerns for whatever reason like there is nothing stopping you from like you you should be allowed to try things out you should be allowed to say it didn't work for me or I love it and I'm going to do it for the rest of my life like Mm. 
that's your choice. I don't think it should be labelled as eating disorders. I think it should be labelled as... It's just choice. Choice. <laughs> yeah. That's just what you eat right now. Like, yeah. it's okay. And you can be, like, vegan today, paleo tomorrow, carnivorous the next day, like... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, as long as you're in a healthy mental and physical yeah. state, it doesn't matter. That's Which it. I think... Like where this chat started was the aggressiveness of this conversation I was listening into. Yeah. That literally labelled like if you fast, you're a, you're an, it's like a, a closet anorexic, and I just thought that's so nasty. Yeah. And like I said, I I get where that comment come from because sometimes that is the case. But, yeah, I just I don't think it's it's not it nothing is a one shoe fits all, and mm. if you feel like. I, I think if all you're thinking about is food and if you've got people around you that all they're talking about is food and all that, like, especially the ones that are talking about how much they eat, mm. like trying to convince you that they eat so much. And if you're thinking about food 24-7, if you're waking up thinking about what you're going to have for breakfast, lunch and dinner, yep, there's probably something you need to look into there. Maybe you need to talk to somebody about it. But you shouldn't be labelled as having an eating disorder just because your weight shifts your or weight your choices shift. Or, yeah, or you're removing a food from your diet to give yourself a better quality of life or to give yourself more options. Like, I don't think that there should be that judgment associated with it. Yeah, no, I, I totally mm. agree. And I, and I don't know if I pay attention to it more now than I used to mm. or if it's always been around. Like, I don't know. It's just... That conversation I listened to, it stood out so much. I was like, yeah. wow. But then it got me thinking about other things where um, I guess people can wear their nutrition choice like a badge of honour. On their face. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a badge of honour. Like, I am this and I yeah. am this. I'm and, keto. You have to eat keto. You know Everyone and, has and to and eat I, keto. <laughs> I get the excitement of when you like you change your nutrition yeah. and you start feeling really good. Yeah. And I get that, like, that's why I'm so proud of it. Because if I've made this change and I feel really good, maybe yeah. you should try it too. Yeah. And it's such like a, it's an innocent thing. Like, it's so, like, I'm excited. This yeah. is great. This is fabulous. Um, but I also am a huge believer that everyone's individual bodies work better with different diets. So we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, there's a girl or woman named Michaela Peterson and she's got intense health conditions like she had joints replaced before she was like 18 um she's got all these autoimmune compromisations and bad like clinical depression and oh there's a few videos of her on YouTube and her story is wow like oh my goodness what she's been through yeah it's intense so intense Mm -hmm. and at such a young age as well um long story short she now lives off steak Mm. red meat salt water i'm pretty sure all of her health conditions are gone yeah she's living happily healthily nothing's like and it can be labeled that she's distorted because disordered because she's not eating fruit and veggies and things like but the thing is her blood panels are normal ranges for everything yeah she's on no medication and at one point Oh, she could like print off a two-page list of all the medications she was on and like the medication to counteract the side effect of the different medication yeah. all that you know how much i hate medication if someone it, told me that eating meat for breakfast lunch and dinner 
would be the saviour to not have medication, I would totally do it. Yeah, and look, and her story, it took time. So if you listen mm. to her timeline of it, it's like she eliminated a few foods, a few things, health concerns disappeared. Yeah. And then she stayed there for a bit. And then she, like, read something, learned something new. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll take this away. And then she got a little bit better. And then she felt really good, so she added something back in. And then she got sick again, and it's like, yeah. oh, I just can't have that. And then over however long, she ended up in a place where it's like, as much as I want to eat yummy foods that are super satisfying, it just made it too eating sick. just steak gives me a really happy, healthy life. Yeah. And a lot of people grill her, no pun intended, yeah. for the <laughs> fact that she only eats like red meat, saying so yeah. that she's unhealthy and all this, but it's like the best thing she did for her personal self was do that diet. Yeah. Um, and she shouldn't be grilled for sh- sharing that. Yeah. Because and there's the- probably a lot of people out there in the same situation that are looking for answers and there's nothing wrong with sharing your journey so that other people can learn from it and like ultimately we share our journeys to help other people so if she even helps one person with that then yeah god bless her and it's not like she well i don't think so anyway she comes across like you have to do this yeah it's very much like this is how much my health improved when i made this decision um and this is how much it's helped me since i've made this decision perhaps it's something you should do too yeah um, which I think is like the best approach because exactly. Let you know what? make their own decisions. How many people could she, their life improve from and how many people tried it and you know what, maybe they did get on well. Yeah. It's like, whoa, I need fruit and veggies. Otherwise I don't go to the toilet. Like I need fiber. Yeah. Like who knows? But if it creates that education, then it's worthy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I've had a nice rant. <laughs> yeah. I feel better. That's a good chat. I think we segued like several times. (laughs) I did, but do you know what I'm getting at? Like on the, on the, the season thing, it's like whatever you're choosing right now, if it's to benefit your health. Yeah. Awesome. Like you do you. Yeah, you do you. And if you have a friend that you feel is maybe taking it too far the other way, just talk to them about it. Find out where they're at, be there. And you know what, if, if they are in a really unhealthy place let them know you're there let them figure out from themselves but well yeah because you do need to come around to it and be ready for change yeah you can't make someone see your point of view or but if you yeah if you gather that someone's having a hard time Mm. just try to be there for them without judgment yeah because you it's hard to know what they're experiencing unless you've been there so yeah that's really important try not to judge yeah (laughs) full stop (laughs) full stop (laughs) and um be kind be kind. Be kind yeah. to yourself. Be kind to everybody else. Rant done. Ah, <laughs> <Over. laughs> oh, Kristen, thank you so much. <laughs> we'll probably have another chat soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining in on today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed the conversation with Kristen and I, and I'm so glad that you joined us. Um, please feel free to share the episode with someone who you think might enjoy it or subscribe to stay up to date with all the latest episodes. We'll see you in the next one.